Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Hi, Stonewall Jackson. <laughs> Stonewall Jackson. Yeah. Hey, oh, wait, you're not allowed to use that. No, 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 he's no is, good. Yeah, it's not good. Isn't he a he bad was a person? weird dude. On top he's of, weird? Very strange. Very eccentric and just, just not, didn't have both oars in the water. Or I don't think a lot of them did. I think a lot of them were made uh, high-ranking uh, military people because they had families had money in the first place. Well, no, he had, quite, he had genius as a strategist, but everything else was nuts. He used to uh, ride with one finger in the air to keep his humors in balance when he was on his horse and... He had also. He was a very devout Methodist, but he had strange. He, he was just very strange. While slaughtering people and, you know, defending the institution of slavery, he had all of these lofty. Yay! Uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. That Mr. Jimmy Smith Stewart, goes to right? Washington. Yes. yes. Get up there with that lady that's up on top of this Capitol dome. That lady that stands for liberty. Take a look at this country through her eyes if you really want to see something. Oh, this is going to be the time that Joe and Kevin went to Washington. <laughs> it's actually when I finally got out of college. Uh, dun, dun, dun. My dad um, was really sad to see me go. No, he wasn't. He gave me a hundred bucks, and he gave me two weeks, and he sent me to my brother who lived in Greenbelt, and uh, I had to, I had two weeks to find a job and move out. And I guess he was worried I was going to be a deadbeat. I was more than happy to go. I had no intention of staying there. So from St. Michael's, I went over, and I remember staying at my brother's apartment in Greenbelt. And uh, Joe had just finished school, too, and he wanted to move to D.C. as well. So uh, I think Joe stayed with us, as, and I was slept in an oversized closet in my brother's apartment. <laughs> <building>. <laughs> and we went to um, employment agencies and I got a job with CCH, Commerce Clearinghouse, and I got a, they were on uh, Pennsylvania Avenue and 13th Street. I had a desk that overlooked the mall and the building of the Reagan. They were building the Reagan building then and they were digging down to build the parking garages. Uh-huh. They went down about eight, eight What stories. year was this? 1986. Yeah. I was... <laughs> You were still in high school. I graduated high school. Yeah. So we uh, looked for an apartment, and we found one. It was in the in the um, I think the city paper or city the paper? post, but it was a basement apartment in Georgetown on Dent Place, which was uh, a townhouse. That sounds like a fancy, uh, it was super fancy, exp- expensive. It was, but we just had the basement, and uh, it was it was one room. It was five hundred bucks a month. There was a, you know, we had a toilet, we had a bathroom, we had a very, very primitive kitchen with unfinished walls, and then we had about 200 square feet of living space. Joe had a futon, I had a futon, I brought the stereo, and we lived in that basement. We came in through Oof. the back, there was a, uh, there we, we had to come in through the, you know how the, the townhouses, they've got the access alley behind them? That's how we had to come and go. We okay. didn't come and go through the front door. There was no front door? Well, the stairs up to the main house where our landlord lived was locked because- okay. Um, one night we heard them up there. They were drunk. The wife was drunk and crying, and he was trying to console her. And Joe was, I was like, Joe, what's going on? He's so we crept up to the top of the stairs and we kind of put our ears to the door. And she was crying, and and then he's like, Do you want a honey stick? And we were it was like some kind of sexual innuendo. And Joe's looking at me like he's like biting his fingernails. <laughs> I mouthed honey stick, and, and it was the weirdest thing. And eventually we found out that they were we we lasted six months there the owner of the house 
came by one day towards the end of our stay and was like knocking on the front door and we heard him. He came around to the back and we're like, who are you? And he's like, who are you? And I said, we're the renters. And he's like, uh, no, you're not. I'm the owner and I'm renting to this guy. Donald was his name, I think. And they said, yeah, no, he's our landlord. He's like, he's subletting to you? We went, yeah. I like, uh, okay, well, I'm terminating his lease and you're going to have to go. So uh during this time we had that's absolutely terrifying it was funny we were we were i mean we were 21 we didn't care we, yeah, we yeah, yeah but out. still where am i gonna live yeah i mean i mean we had but during that time we would regularly you know georgetown wisconsin and m street were uh you know just a couple blocks away right so we immediately became regulars at posers, posers. which is that nightclub right at the yes. end of m street right before the bridge over into virginia yes and became friends with neil augenstein of wtop fame <gasps> he was the doorman and um, my friend Susan Betancourt, he was really, really smitten with her. So we always, we didn't have to pay the cover charge, which was only like a couple of bucks anyway. But he always got like a big shot. I hate cover charges. I've and Tuesday nights was uh, $2 Miller draft and See, oversized. Living, living in the city, living in the city, walking distance to bars and clubs and stuff, that was my like- Fantasy? Yeah, yeah. It was our fantasy too. And we took great advantage of yeah. it. And we were there all the time. Uh, Cher and Tom Cruise showed up one night. Ooh. We missed them. We <laughs> were either there too early or too late, but they dated for a red hot minute and they showed up at Posers one night. That's funny. And Probably when she was making that movie where uh, she was the lawyer. I can't think of the name of the movie off the top of my head. Dennis Quaid and her. Uh-huh. She's a lawyer. That sounds about right. Sound about the right yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was another one and it had kind of a. But you only lived in that apartment for how long? Six months. Okay. And then where'd you move? Well,. I want to say that I'm trying to think of our, our adventure. We had a lot of adventures in Georgia, like getting just wildly drunk and stumbling home and, you know, almost getting, you know, we were in another bar and, and these guys, these Navy cadets came by, were at the next table over and they were, I, I forget, we antagonized them, but they were in really good shape and a lot bigger than we were and they were going to kick our ass. We somehow got out of that one. And another time, John was in his final year at the Naval Academy and he was coming to visit us for like the long weekend. And so Joe was like, Play it up, play it up like we're a gay couple. And I'm like, what? He's like, tie up your shirt. You know how you tie up a shirt like oh, that? Jesus. And uh, we, we did a couple other things. And he came in and we were mincing around. And I was like making a, you know, a dessert tray or something. You know, we were just trying to really exaggerate it because, you know, it's yeah, Joe. Yeah, me yeah, and Joe. Yeah. Joe didn't, it was a real stretch. <laughs> Love you, Joe. And uh, so after about 20 minutes of this, we both just like put our arms on. And we're like, John. He's like, what? And we're like, I, wait, do you do you notice anything amiss with her behavior? <laughs> and, and he's like, no. And we're like, oh, and we untie our shirts, tuck them back in. And he's like, oh, I thought that's just how you guys acted now. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. It was funny. I mean, not it was. It's just ugh, coming from yeah. me. So um, Joe had a grandmother who lived in Forestville. Okay. Which is, if you look at DC on the clock, it's all the way down at about four o'clock outside the Beltway, but yes. literally. A quarter of a mile from the Beltway, you could hear Beltway traffic, and right. she had uh, a main house and then a little a little uh, mother in law's cottage or whatever. She lived in that. She was a hundred and two at the time, and she was a big. Please tell me that's not the woman that's still alive that he talks about all the time. No, 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 that's Aunt Millie. Oh, okay, uh, no, she died years ago. Okay, okay, uh, but she was in her early hundreds and. Um, <laughs> Early hundreds. I know, I know. And she was a big Redskins fan, and she was really big on picking out the season. And the local, one of the sports guys would come down every year before the Redskins season would start and would film her, and she would make her picks, like if they were going to beat the Steelers or if they were going to beat. And it was very funny. So she had a little bit of celebrity from that. And Willard, what's his name, said hi to her when she turned 100. 
But we had that house, and it was huge. And but I didn't have a car. Joe had a car because he uses student loan monies to buy a car. <laughs> Called you out on that one, Joe. Geez, I'm calling him out left and right on this one. You are. So he had a car. So on the weekends he would go back to St. Michael's, and uh, it was. Uh, so I would have to fend for myself on the weekends, which meant using the bus. To get I, to the metro. Yeah, I've not heard this yet. Yeah, yeah. If I wanted to go into the city to go to a club or anything, I had to take the bus to the... I, I don't even know what metro station I got to. The one on... on um, What's Murder Avenue down there? The one where there's always... Begins with an S. They always find... I don't go over there. <laughs> what parkway is it? But there was that was the, the nearest metro, and I would take that. But to get into town, it was every bit of an hour and 30 Oof. minutes. Okay. So my weekends were kind of... Eh. A lot of times, i just go with Joe back to St. Michael's. It wasn't worth sticking around. And um, not too long after that, Joe got married, and I got the boot. So <laughs> by then, I'd befriended some people at CCH, and uh, they had a group house up in Chevy Chase. So I got a room in the group house, and it was just like friends. There were seven yeah. of us. We had epic parties. You know, I'll be there for you. It was the whole thing. Really we we all Frank, became really good friends. Yeah, Frank rented a house in Chevrolet, and he still talks about it to this day how much I just loved living. It was it was it was it was one of that thing. It was say back when we were in our early twenties. It was like rotating roommates. It was huh? always like yeah. Well, wait, who we we, I, yeah. we have people. I lived with people for a couple of years now. I can't even remember their names. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah. but we threw parties, and we were right there on Wisconsin in Bethesda, just below Bethesda, just above Friendship Heights. Right, and we would we had parties. We would have two hundred and fifty people in that house, and people would come in just gate crash it from <laughs> the road. They were like, oh, we just saw it and came in. Miss Universe showed up one night. Oh my! And um, who is the? And there's uh, no photographic evidence of any of this. Uh, there might be. Uh, Edie S- uh, Sedgwick. What's Kira Sedgwick? Kira Sedgwick. Right. Um, her brother came one night. And okay. he was in uh, medical school at Hopkins. Okay. And I was talking to him. He was nice looking. You know, he's a Sedgwick, you know. And, yeah. I, and, and I said, where are, you, where are you going to medical school? He's like, Hopkins. I'm like, that's eh, not that good. He's like, what? And I was, you know, just kind of gave him a dig. Two weeks later, he died. A freak accident. He was oh in Maine. Oh, my God. And he fell off a rope swing and snapped his neck. Oh. Yeah. So. Well, now that we've really brightened up the room. Yeah. It was nice. It's just. That's just, I remember that. And um, yeah, they were just crazy parties and, you know, people doing cocaine in the basement and then tons of- Oh bongs, my God. And, but, you know, but bongs being passed around in the upstairs. And a lot of the roommates were kind of straight laced. Some of them weren't, but every, but just, you know, like my, they threw me a surprise birthday party for my 23rd birthday. I don't remember it. birthday party if there's a party going on. I pulled up to the house. I remember Marilyn was uh, assigned with distracting me while stuff was going on. She took me out to dinner. Uh, ostensibly for my birthday. And then as we were pulling back up to the house and I saw cars everywhere and I was like, wait a second. I walked through the door and surprise, yeah. <laughs> like big 52s. Yeah. Uh, immediately people started giving me shots of booze, which was a big mistake because it was only maybe nine in the evening. I was down for the count by 1030. Oh, that's I hilarious. don't remember. The party raged on into the night without me. House parties were a really big thing back then. I mean, is it because of age? Yes. So it's completely because of age. I, I, so right now there are twenty early twenty somethings having house parties. Late twenty something parties. Really? Hey, if you don't give up on the dream, you can be in your thirties and do that <laughs> shit. <laughs> there were two or three at work that would. There was one. It was called the farmhouse, and then there was a guy at work. His name was Rev, and Rev had this big house party. And I remember getting drunk and like 
stripping down to my underwear and climbing over the fence to go into the pool in the house next door. Good Lord. And, yeah, like, yeah. Back when I was full of beans, yeah, I would I drop trial in a heartbeat and just yeah you know, yeah 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 you're not gonna be you're not self conscious no I no. really admire that and about there was you. always a big bonfire in the backyard there are pictures of this there <laughs> there's a big bonfire in the backyard and and uh, our friend Michelle worked at Hard Rock so there yeah. was this weird she was. Well, anyway, she, uh, you know, all these hard rock people, like you know, bikers and shit, would show up, and 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 it was like there'd be, you know, government drones and bikers, uh-huh. and just it was just insane. Those make for really good parties. Oh though. my god, it was insane. And Michelle made this punch in a trash can. Yeah, uh, aptly named trash can punch, and um, I got grossed out when I realized she was using their trash can. It wasn't yeah. like it was a. Sorry, I cleaned it. I'm like, ooh, and she would make it with grain alcohol. And she uh, would soak fruit under overnight yeah. in the fruit. So I'd sit there and eat the fruit and get drunk. Literally, I yeah. get drunk off my ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I really resented those shots because I apparently had a great surprise birthday party without me. Oh, it was. I mean, and again, was... no fun. See, we lived before the time. Do I just picked up? Yeah, phones. Uh, in in yeah. Uh, in in quotes under me, I just picked up my cell phone and and, and waving it back it's and a forth. Time. There's a terrible song out right now by Sam Hunt, who is a hit or miss with me. I either like it or can't stand it. This is a dumb one. Breaking up was easy in the '90s. That's the chorus. Okay. I, I but breaking up was easy in the '90s. It's a very clunky chorus. Yeah, it's yeah. a very clunky song. But it was back before you had it, and you couldn't constantly, you know, stalk your ex on Instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. or Facebook, or you didn't have photos on your phone. It was like when they, they broke up. It's like, uh, okay, yeah. yeah, or I'll get maybe get a phone call. Did I miss a phone call? Uh, I didn't miss a phone call. Uh, so, but, how often did you venture into the city from there? You went to Georgetown still. From the group house in, in Chevy Chase? Yes. Yeah. Um, it's that age, man. It's all about that yeah, age. Yeah, well, I was taking the Metro because I still worked at CCH, and I had that great desk was a million-dollar view. Yeah. I, you know, I, the, I could see the – well, it craned my neck. I could see the White House and, you know, the just the, the, the mall. I could see up into Arlington. and right. And, and uh, that was the good thing about it, the, the, the soul-crushing monotony of <laughs> – Processing tax reform, tax returns for uh, loss. It was, it was a very tedious desk yeah, job. Yeah, and, uh, Hated that part of it. But I would take the metro from Metro Center up to Friendship Heights and then walk up from there. But I would go downtown pretty regularly. Housemates had cars. I eventually got a car. And I bought it from a guy who the the dealer, the guy, the salesman. It was in Silver Spring. He had gone. He was from St. Michael's. He was an uh, older brother of... Um, I like Demetrius Landry, his older brother. I ended up, it was him. And I, I was, and he tried to use that angle on me, you know, like to sell me the car, like, oh, you're from St. Michael's. And he tried to upsell well, me. Did he give you a deal? He didn't. He tried yeah, to do right. the, like, you know, the rust proofing is an extra $800. I'm like, no. scrape it off. <laughs> I just told him that. That's scrape it off. Funny. Apparently. And then the $800 charge for the rust proofing came off. So I, so once I had a car, yeah, that, that, and then, probably questionable trips into the city where maybe you shouldn't be driving started happening. But, but it was an innocent time back then. Well, you, I mean, you, it wasn't you don't that really long hear ago. about the drunk driving accidents back then that happened all the time. Well, you kind of did, but you know, it was, yeah, we were, um, I told you that one story we were coming back. It was in the night before John had to deploy to the middle East. It was like his last night as a free man. And we went down to, was it tracks? 
down in southeast uh what was the no 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 um, i wasn't there i have no clue track tracks it was i think it was tracks and it was on a friday night and everybody was there we were coming back and 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 joe got up on a podium was like dancing and with like a rose in his mouth and and, you know he had a couple of girls that he was beguiling and they were buying it and we were we were just we were just goofing off and so i was driving and we were coming back and we came around to pond circle and we were headed out uh, Massachusetts heading towards Wisconsin and the cop pulled me over and Joe's like here and he th- gives me a penny he's like put it under your tongue and I'm like what he's like put it under your tongue it'll neutralize the alcohol ions or something and I and I I did it for a second the cop came up and I I pulled it back out and he's like and I'm, yes officer he's like uh you know you didn't signal when you changed lanes I'm like I always do that How do, I, I guess I am a little compromised and he he said um Okay, well, can you recite the alphabet for me, please? And I, you know, A, B, C, D, Q, Q, P, R, L, M, O, N, X, Y, Z. And I looked over at Joe, and I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he, he's working on his paper, and I was like, just a minute. And he goes back, and, you know, I'm looking at Joe, and I'm like, Joe's like, what? And I'm like, we're going to jail. He's like, no, you nailed it. I'm like, what? He's like, you nailed it. You got. I was like, I fucked that alphabet all up. He's like, no, you didn't. In my head, I was all over the place. I got through the alphabet cleanly. He came back. He issued me a warning and sent us on our merry way. And John deployed to the Middle East, super hungover the next day. Yay! So that was a that was that was probably one of the funner nights. <laughs> and um, I always lived in the suburbs because so going in and out of the city was always a big deal. It was always a big, you know, even now it's like, well, it's an hour just to go in, you know, and back then it was, I lived in Columbia and then I lived in Alexandria. It was never, I was always out. And, oh, is that the haunted loafers? Ah, that's right. That's right. And I wanted to live in the city where you could just, you know, you know, hail a cab. Yeah, and- that Dent place was the closest ever came. Because even being in Friendship Heights, which I remember when I first got there and we had our place in Georgetown and my friend Susan Betancourt lived in an apartment in Friendship Heights, uh, I rode out with her. She said, oh, come out. We're going to go out. We'll go to happy hour in, in, in Friendship Heights. And I was on the bus with her and I'm like, when are we going to get there? And we went, you know, up and we're going through... Tenley Town. I'm like, are we there yet? She's like, no, a little further. And we passed. When are where where are you? Are we going to Pennsylvania? We finally got to Friendship Heights, but I was so used to being downtown. Now to me, Friendship Heights seems halfway to the city from where I am now. That's literally halfway back downtown. But back then, I felt like, are you homesteading? Is there electricity out here? And we got we went up into her high rise apartment, and it was it was fine. But I it's just funny how you get kind of velocitized or localized. But that place all the way down in Georgetown, and I remember. Because up until that point, I was just pretty much an Eastern Shore bumpkin. And riding the bus into Georgetown every, you know, for those, those first six months, I was just wide-eyed, you know? <laughs> and there was a cinema right there as you cross over from the West End into Georgetown. It was kind of a retro cinema, and they were having a Japanese film festival. The and they Georgetown? were playing. Yes, just in Georgetown on Wisconsin, on M Street, right on the right. It's right as you get into Georgetown. And they were doing uh, classic Japanese films from oh, the 50s and 60s. One, yeah. And I bought a pass, and every Wednesday, I think it was, they ran a film did. for like two months, and they were selling little bento sushi lunches in the lobby, and I'd do that. And I was in hog fucking heaven. I loved it. And we had a sushi place on Wisconsin Ave, uh, Au Pied de Cochon, the, by the foot of the pig, the French restaurant, famous okay. one. And we would go in there and get pate, um, try to sober up after we left Posers. Ha! And um, yeah, it was all over the place. Penguin Feather. Uh, to buy I records. went to the crazy Cheers Crazy Horse. Uh, Cheers was 
downstairs uh, yep, yep, yep. and Crazy, Crazy Horse, Horse was, was on street level. That's the only, and then I went to one that had a big deck, and I can't remember the name of that one. That's my Georgia, because the roommates that I had at the time were like, we're going to Georgia, woo! You know, and you yeah. all pile in the car and go. No, and, we, went, we went right past we that on the way to Posers. always went to Cheers, Crazy Horse. Always. Yeah, Crazy Horse was just not our scene. We were too cool for, for Crazy Horse. Well, yeah. they didn't charge a cover. Yeah, uh, and the record store, it wasn't Penguin Feather, it was right there on, M, uh, on Wisconsin, just above... M Street was maybe two blocks up and was in there all the time buying records. I was I would buy a couple of records a week, you know, Big Country or the new Cure album. And Sade was a really big deal at the time. Sade. And there's an English band called Slade. Yeah. You know, vaguely. Um, you see Probably the through. chameleon lying yeah. there, the yeah. run, run away. Well, they had the, the dividers for the albums. And on the, the one for Sade, underneath it, you know, in parentheses, it said pronounced Sade. And the very next divider was Slade and some smartass. And I like to think it's somebody who worked there put in parentheses underneath it, pronounced Slarday. Uh, yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> it is funny, right? It is very funny. Commander Salamanders. Did you ever go to Commander Salamanders? I stopped. And I, I had uh, half my wardrobe was from there. <laughs> I that's had T-shirts really from there. and funny. Like, you know, cargo pants. I remember like bought badges Commander there. Salamanders. Yeah, we were in there a lot. So I moved, I moved to D.C. in 88. I lived in Columbia, Maryland, then in Alexandria. And even moving to Alexandria, which was like Duke, the Duke off Duke Street. Everybody, everybody lived off Duke Street at mm-hmm. one point or another. It still was like, you know, it was an effort to get into the city. Yeah. And I just never had that inner city experience going out craziness. And then, of course, in my 30s, you know, then I was driving. And then, of course, then there was a resurgence with the Uber because Uber was like, oh, my God, I love Uber. Well, Uber's only been around a few years. Right, but yeah. I'm saying that's you know, that makes sense. I didn't think Uber. I who knew that Uber would even be a legal thing? Exactly. But the other thing is, is back then cabs, a cab wouldn't drive you to Alexandria if you hailed a cab. Uh-huh, I told where the, you're going in the vicinity of you know uh, de- uh, 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 Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, uh, wherever nine thirty club, they wouldn't take you. Nope. They would be like, where are you going before you got in the car? Yeah. Where I want to go to Duke Street. Sorry. Yeah. Because they don't want to go all the way out there and not have another fare. Right. And so, but I finally did learn a trick. You get a cab to the airport. Yeah. Okay. And then you pick up another cab at the airport. Yeah. Uh, so to get home, you'd go all the way to the airport and then get another cab That's from there. on the, the way. You That's... have to drive past the airport for to get home. Oh, okay. So um, national airport. Mm-hmm. So you'd, oh, you'd, okay. you'd get a cab to the airport and then you'd get a, pick up another cab at the airport to get home because the cab driver, there's always cabs at the, at the airport. Uh-huh. If you pick up a cab at 2.30 o'clock, 2.33 o'clock in the morning in the city, he wants to run fares. Sure, makes sense. So, getting, and I, you know, you you were supposed to, I don't see how to, you never took cab. No. V, that Expensive. meant you wanted to go to Virginia? No. Did, you Did not know v? that. No, that's cool. Yeah, so, and they would just, zoop, 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 you yeah. know, like. We, no, we, we didn't take cabs, rarely if we took them. We would we would take the, the Metro, walk. Because uh, a lot of times we're I just going walk. to Georgetown, but going walk. to the 930 Club, which we went to fairly regularly. We saw a lot of shows at the 930 Club. There were a club. lot of, uh, what, what was this, uh, what street was the 9th off of there? F Street. 
F Street, mm-hmm. and then there was there was two or three. There was the the bank or the vault. The vault. There was two or three other places. Around. See, see, you were only ahead of me by a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I moved in '88. So by the early '90s, I was going to the clubs. I was going to Georgetown. So it's very funny. Like, yeah, you know, the, I just missed the, by a few years. Yeah. But uh, the old 930 was cool. Um, that uh, George Wilkes Booth ran down the alley behind the 930 yes. Club after he left Ford's Theater. And uh, my favorite thing at the 930 Club is if you acted like you belonged there, you could go anywhere in that club. So I would just go down in the dressing rooms all the time. Uh, Concrete Bond was playing. I just went down, and the drummer was in there. It was like an acoustic part of the set. And I was like, hey. He's like, hey, uh, do you know anybody? A good masseur. I'm really stiff. Uh, Flock of uh, Seagulls I went down there for. And... Um, Bunch of old old ones like that, haircut one hundred. Yeah, you know, it was just kind of fun. But we would go down there a lot and and go to the mall. And uh, we screwed up one time because um, in the group house we took a, a huge cooler full of beer and we went to the uh, park right there along the Potomac, um, Great Falls. Yeah, and we were going to have a birthday picnic yeah. and. You, we didn't know that, and a park ranger saw us, and we have a big spread out, and we're making, we're not trying to hide the booze at all. And he said, "You're not allowed to have alcohol, an open alcohol container in a in a federal park or whatever, whatever it is." And we're like, "Oh shit!" Well, well, we'll go quietly, officer. There was like eight of us, ten of us. No, he made us pour out every single bottle, probably oh, wow. 150 dollars worth of beer, just poured out. We were like, we didn't know it, in it, ignorance of, of the law, and he he was just. And I was like, was he kind of a dick? And everybody's like, kind of a dick. Yeah. So that kind of put the kibosh on that. Yeah. But that goes back to that whole, you know, like when you're young and you don't think about that, you're like, yay, woo! Every day's a party. You know, I can walk the two miles to get to the club. (laughs) Yeah. um, I mean, to walk from when we were in Georgetown, Dem Place, over to like the DuPont Circle, that was maybe a 20-minute walk. Not bad. Okay. So we back up. Um, We got thrown out of a nightclub there. What was it called? Because we sat where it said reserved, and the bouncer was like, "This table's reserved." And we're like, "Who's who's it reserved for?" And all of a sudden, my my left wrist is behind my right ear, and I'm like, what the, "You know, like like one of those jujitsu." And we're both like flung out onto the street. Oh yeah, you know, uh, we'll never over, come here again. Yeah, we, really but we I said exactly that. That's right. You know, funny. all the cliches. Yes. And uh, that was fun. We were, and then we were like, oh, let's open our own nightclub. And th- that was a thing for a while. <laughs> Bad idea. Always, you know, you know, it always takes down a nightclub every time. The owners. Uh, alcohol, drugs, and thievery. So that's my tip for the top. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <I think> that- <laughs> all right. Well, I think that was Kevin and Joe Moose at Washington. That's all I got to say.